Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, happy Friday to you, my lovely wife, Kimberly. Happy Friday. Hey, you know what we're going to talk about today? What are we talking about? We are going to talk about the six human needs that my Lord and Savior, Tony Robbins, came up with that has completely changed our lives. And they're going to learn three things. One, what Tony Robbins' six core human needs actually are. Two, how meeting those needs affects every area of your life, and three, why the order of importance of those needs directly relates to success and fulfillment. All right. As humans, we're really funny creatures, aren't we? We are all striving to be so unique, yet we are all very much the same in our six fundamental needs. We all have to meet these core needs that Tony talks about and our behavior is really just an attempt to meet those needs. And that's how we're all the same. Now, where we all are unique is how we attempt to meet those needs. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, I remember um, we were in a Tony Robbins seminar and I had never heard him talk about this. And he said, you know, we all have these human needs. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. He went to the first one and I was like, oh, wow, I definitely have that one. The second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the sixth one. And even after I heard all of those needs, I was like, well, I definitely have them, but I wasn't sure how it applied to my life directly until I left the event and realized that my entire life is driven by those needs and more particularly the balance of all of those needs. So let's start with uh, the first point. So the first point is understanding what the human needs are. Kim, can you lay out the six human needs? Sure. The first need is certainty. I don't know anything about that one. <laughs> okay. I so, don't know anything about... Well, first of all, define what certainty is. Yes. Certainty. If you are a certainty junkie named Rob Murgatroyd, raise your hand. He is a certainty junkie. And, you know, again, this is not a bad thing. You have to have certain things in your life. Get it? Certain things in your life. But not everything in your life needs to be or should be certain. Okay, so by definition, it's, you know, the assurance that you can avoid pain and gain pleasure. But let's let's broaden that definition just a little bit. I mean, it's not like, you know, pain like the gym or pleasure like, you know, watching an adult movie. Oh my god, that's where you went. <laughs> that's where I went. Sorry. It's not that kind of pain or pleasure. What it what it really is is you don't want to be or I, I'm speaking for myself. I don't want to be uncomfortable if I can avoid it. So I'm always looking for a way to make certain that I know it's going to work. Okay. So number two, in the way the world in the universe functions is uncertainty. Yeah. God has a sense, <laughs> or, of, God has a sense of humor, as he says. <laughs> or we like to say variety is another good way to describe that. So this is the need for the unknown, for change, for new stimuli. This is quite literally the opposite of certainty and they both have a place. On. Un- 
certainty. Say that three times fast. Tony Robbins says in the seminar, he's like, how many people like surprises? And so everybody raises their hand. He goes, bullshit. You want the surprises you know are coming. (laughs) That is the truth. Okay. So number three is significance. So significance is something that some people battle. Uh, They chase it too much. They try to suppress it. But this is the desire to feel unique, important, or special, or needed. I mean, just the phrase significant other, it tells you exactly what that is. And 99% of people in some point in their life have a significant other. So number four is connection. And that's a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something. We all have a desire for love and connection as humans. And that is actually a need that is part of who we are. Okay, number five, growth. That's expansion of capacity, capability, or understanding. And that's why you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure, because growth is important to you. Number six is contribution, a sense of service or focus on helping, giving to, and supporting others. So that's what they are. All right. So let's talk about how you meet these needs and how meeting these needs affects everything that you do in life. Okay. So here's where, you know, the comedian of the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, comes into play. So you have certainty and uncertainty, which are a paradox. Okay. You need both though. So my husband, I'm going to use you as an example. He wants to control 100% because he wants certainty. So he wants certainty. What you're laughing at me. No, I'm, 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 just, I'm just listening. I'm you, paying you, attention. You're just, <laughs> paying attention. You just want to know what's about to come out of my mouth. All right. So his need for certainty also creates the need to control everything. Because the only way to be certain is to control every single aspect of your day. Checklist, everything. Checklist 24-7, checklist on top of checklist, micromanaging every aspect. So if you look at your life and you're someone who highly, highly values certainty to a fault, uncertainty is the paradox of that, right? You don't like uncertainty. You don't want the spontaneity of life, but you need it. Some people swing the pendulum too far one way, and then they need to swing it all the way back the other way. You know, what I've learned is that um, everything in life, like you said, is a paradox. You know, there's a, um, there's a quote from Jocko Willink. I never know if it's Willick or Willink, but there's a quote from him and it says, discipline equals freedom. So the more disciplined you are, the more structured you are, the more checklist you have, that actually creates more freedom. And then there's other people who would argue with that and go, I don't want to have any structure in my day. I just want to let the day unfold. And I think if you swing the pendulum too far in either direction, then you wind up in trouble. And I have a tendency, as my wife um, has pointed out, I think four times now, that I have a tendency to lean a bit on the certainty end of the spectrum. All right, let's play a game. We're going to Greece for a month and we have like a dozen amazing friends joining us for 10 days. Yeah. What number revision of the schedule that you have made for these people for 10 days? What number revision are you on of breakfast, lunch, dinner, sunset, after drinks, before drinks, all of it? Well, the answer to your question is five. Okay. But but I I don't And how many times have you I have to tell you I don't even I don't even find that to be that high. No, but that's okay. 
How many times have you reviewed revision five in hopes for revision six? That's a better question. And it's silly. And if you would just allow me to pull it out one more time to, to, one just, more time. to, just, to just do like a dry run. We are going to be doing this three times a day for the next two weeks every day. And I know it. And that's what... Here's the reality. Guys, you want to know the key to marriage? Acceptance. I accept this about you because I also know that you'll throw that out. And if the wind of Mykonos takes us, you will shift as needed. And so you are... Yes, you are a certainty junkie, but you also like to go with the flow a little bit. Do you know why? Why? Because, because I'm here. No, no, no. <laughs> because I'll tell you why. Because the certainty allows me to be certain that if the shit hits hits the fan and it's a horrible, <laughs> like we're all like looking at each other going, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I'm like, I got you. <laughs> I got you. We're all taken care of. Now, if something better comes along, then I can modify it. But as long as I got my backup plan, <laughs> I'm good. Let's talk about significance and connection okay. paradox. So significance and connection or connection slash love, let's call it. Those are a paradox as well. Because if you spend too much time and effort gaining significance, then the love and connection can suffer. So you can love all over people, love all over yourself and love and connect and love and connect all you want. But you do have a need to feel significant. And you can meet that need. And as we're going to talk about in a little bit, in healthy ways or unhealthy ways. So don't... If you're someone right now... Because there's there's like multiple types of people, right? There's the people that go after significance. Like Rob, go back to your 30-year-old brain or maybe your 28-year-old brain, something like that. And think about what were you after? Like you wanted to what? If you could put it in one sentence. You know, it's so hard to answer this because I, I, I have done so much work in this area. But the short answer was that... I wanted to feel significant through the purchase of things that people would look at and say, oh, he has that, therefore he's significant. I mean, if I, if I, looking at it through my 50 year old eyes, I know exactly what I was doing. I mean, if I'm, if you want me to be specific, look at me in my Porsche, look at me in my big house, look at me in my Mercedes, look at me in my boat, whatever it was, that was very important to me to make sure that I, appeared significant. Now, I have to tell you, at the time, having not had this pointed out to me, I was very much on autopilot just going through those things and just... How is the fulfillment of that? Empty. And there is no fulfillment. It's actually it's actually a pit. And that's what led me to some significant changes in my life because I realized that all these things I was doing for significance really weren't all that in the bag of chips. Okay. So I remember the moment that this shifted in your brain. And... I don't, I don't know why I think I'm in your brain, but I was on the back of a scooter and we were traveling. We were driving on a scooter through, I think the island was Selena in the Aeolian Islands in Italy. And we had, not to make it cheesy, but like the wind in our face and the pasta in our bellies. The time where I got a wasp sting while I was going <laughs> yes. 30 miles an hour. And you took a wasp to the chest. He stung me at 30 miles an hour and got like a giant, like it looked like a no. goiter on my chest. <laughs> that is true, but that was not my point. Okay. <laughs> you just took me back to that time. And I, I all of a sudden I started getting a twitch in my chest and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Continue. Oh Sorry. God. Okay. So, but I remember this and I remember we drove out after you got stung by a wasp and we drove out to the very end of the island. And that 
island at the very end. It looked like Maui or something. It looked like Hawaii. It was like cliffs. And I remember you looking at the scooter and you were like, I am having the best day. And this experience, this freedom of driving this scooter with the wind in my face. And I think I'm going to give up my Porsche and get a scooter. And I mean, I looked at him like I thought he was nuts. And... But he wasn't. And he literally came home, traded in the Porsche, and got a scooter. And he looked like the moped guy riding around basically until we had Sophia. And then I made him sell the scooter because I felt like he'd get killed. He's not a good driver. So, but that was, I I feel like that was a super pivotal moment in your significance because then you were challenged. People were like, where's your Porsche? And you got a scooter, but it was about freedom and the feeling of freedom and not the feeling of significance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. And it wasn't so much actually, as you're telling that story, it wasn't so much the scooter or the 911. It was the fact that I needed to be able to know that I was okay as a human being, as crazy as this sounds, without a 911, a new 911 Porsche. Yeah. But so one more story about significance because it's so funny. You know, when you have something in your life that is out of whack, right? So when you're pushing too much energy into significance, as you, you know, were so honest about, the universe gives you these moments to kind of check you and to bring you back to reality. And one time we went to LA and we were staying at Shutters. And we went and rented a car and we had rented a convertible sports car, but they didn't have any left when we got there. So the only car they had was this weird ZZ top. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember? I don't know what it was. I think it might have been like like a Chrysler or something. And it was like burnt orange. Do you remember like the ZZ top car? It was this weird thing. It was super popular for four or five years. And Kim is like, oh, let's just get it. I'm like, that's no, no, no. We ordered a convertible. We're in LA. Let's get it. And she's like, no, 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 no. Who are we going to see? I'm like, okay, that's true. (laughs) Well, we pull up in front of the hotel. And who is standing there? Pretty woman herself. Staring at us. <laughs> because it's a burnt orange ZZ Top car. Because we're pulling into the valet and she's staring at us because she's waiting for her car. Okay. You know how you're waiting for a car in a valet? She's standing right there. And I walk out of the Julia freaking <laughs> orange ZZ Top shitball ugly car and look at Julia Roberts. All right. So... Next is growth and contribution. Now, growth and contribution, they're not a paradox. They actually provide the structure for fulfillment. And that is something that, you know, sometimes people wait until they get, you know, wealthier or they amass some of some income to begin that process. But that's something that really should be put into your life immediately if you want real fulfillment in life. All right, let's talk about the last bullet, which is why the order of importance matters to success and fulfillment. Okay, so now that you've ordered all of your needs, each person puts these needs into a unique order of importance. And I remember when Tony had us do this, and I think I was 26 at the time. I promise you, my 26-year-old reptilian brain was putting this in a very different order than my almost 40-year-old brain. And, you know, I really, I was looking and I was like, gosh, the ultimate would have contribution as my number one, but that's just not where I am in my life right now. So this is this is how these this order will affect your life. So 
if you're someone, and again, please be honest with this because that's the only way you grow. If you have significance or certainty as your top two needs of your personality, you're guaranteed to have problems. All right. So in order to have certainty as your number one, your life has to stay exactly the same. So if you're trying desperately to reach a new goal, reach a new level, that requires change. Change it happens from growth. So if you have certainty as your number one, guess what? Your life is going to stay absolutely the same because you cannot be certain of your future. You can't be certain of exactly the path you're going to take. And it's going to stay exactly the same. You're going to have to control every single thing in that environment, the people, yourself. And this is just not possible. The only way to achieve that is to lower your expectation and just be stressed out all the time. And neither of those are going to be a good option. So if certainty is your number one, you really have to reevaluate what you're willing to give up and what how you can put growth and uncertainty into your life to be able to take your life to the next level. Now, if significance is one of your top two needs, you always have to be competing with somebody else. More than likely, you have to lie to yourself about your real abilities and surround yourself with people that are less skilled. So people that just need to be significant are the ones that honestly end up knocking others down to build themselves up because the skill, we can't be the best at everything. You know, like Rob, Sophia says, you know, I'm the best. I win everything. And I told her one day, <laughs> Rob, I, she was in the bathtub. And I said to... So Sophia was like, I'm the best at everything. I said, look, I'm going to teach you something. There's always going to be someone better than you. And there's always going to be something worse than you. And I remember you walked into the bathroom and you were like, I don't know if that was the best parenting or the absolute worst. <laughs> no, actually... <laughs> because she's in, three. Yeah. No, in retrospect, I think that that actually is a much better idea. The, the, the more I get into this whole parenting thing, because it looks like this three-year-old is going to be around for a while. <laughs> um, the more, At least 15 more the, years. The more, the more I realize that we need to just be super honest about, about how the world functions. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want her to have this need to be number one just because she wants to feel significant. The reality is all dysfunctional behaviors arise from your inability or consistency to meet these needs. So if you look at your page when I had you write each of the needs and you listed out how you're meeting each of the needs, if some of the needs are kind of empty and like, let's say variety, you have no variety, your life is Groundhog Day. This is where the dysfunction and the sadness in your life or maybe the depression or whatever, this is where that is coming from. So Tony always says people that are the happiest are meeting all of the needs. And like in your job, you will be the happiest at work when you meet all of these needs in your job. All right. So the overall lesson here is to take a good, honest look into how you meet these six human needs and the order that those needs are in. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.